This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 98. There are five love languages that indicate how we give love and receive love. Well, there is also a specific language in how you give and receive an apology. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. So before I jump into today's episode, I really want to explain what the five love languages are. Now, many of us have heard of the five love languages. And many of us have not. But if you have, this would be just a quick refresher for you. So the five love languages are, it was created by Dr. Gary Chapman over 20 years of his life as a a marriage counselor and therapist where he studied couples and how they innately give love and receive love. And so he created this quiz that helps people to find out what their love languages are. And when you understand your love language and you understand the people's love languages closest to you, then you're able to very intentionally give them love, fill their love tank in a way that they receive love versus loving them the way you receive love. It's a major difference and it makes a huge difference in your relationship. If you understand how to love your significant other, love your child, love your parent, love your best friend in a way that they receive love versus the default, which is the way that you receive love and everyone does not receive love the way you do, right? Everyone receives love differently. So there are five love languages. Number one is acts of service, gifts physical touch, quality time, and words of affirmation. And so words of affirmation actually is the, the top love language of the, in the world, right? Most people receive love through words of affirmation. Now, today what I want to talk about is another aspect of Dr. Gary Chapman's work and what he's done in the world in helping relationships truly understand at the root how they love and how they receive love. Well, he actually has written a book that also helps you understand your apology language. Mm -mm. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that amazing, right? So your apology language is something that is just as important as understanding and knowing your love language. So the apology language is important because this is what can help you, help you 
understand your apology language, but also help the people around you understand your apology language and what you need, right? When an apology is is necessary or when you are not desiring or needing an apology because offense has taken place. So when you understand your apology language and the people around you understand your apology language, they can then give you what you need and also it helps improve communication greatly. So understanding your significant other's apology language makes them feel understood and cared for, right? So when someone understands your apology language and they apologize to you in that way, you now not only feel heard, you feel understood, and you also feel cared for. So understanding your apology language is a great start to not only establishing a very healthy relationship, but also repairing relationships. So just as important as understanding a love language, on the flip side, it's equally as important to understand your the people in your life and the, your loved ones and understanding their apology language. So let me just tell you the five apology languages. So the number one is genuinely repent. Okay, genuinely repenting. And I'll, I'll go over what all of these mean. Number two is accepting responsibility. Accept responsibility. Number three is expressing regret. Number four is making restitution. And number five is requesting forgiveness. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about each apology language. So the first one is genuinely repent or genuinely repenting. So what this apology language does is it focuses on how the person will modify their behavior in the future. So what the person who has this as their apology language is looking for is verbalization for the desire to change. This apology language needs that additional step towards change. And this is where that they are looking for the next step so that the offense does not happen again. So I'll tell you where you can actually take a quiz to find out what your apology language is. So learning your love language or understanding your love language may be a little bit easier than knowing what your apology language is. So and to in order to know what your apology language is, you're going to go to the, the five love languages.com and then you're going to go to profile and then apology. So then you can take the apology quiz. So number two is accepting responsibility. Now this apology language requires the person to admit when they are wrong. It requires them to accept responsibility for their wrongdoing. People with this apology language are looking for a genuine apology that accepts responsibility and does not, does not attempt to make excuses or justifications for their wrongdoing. So for a genuine apology to be felt, the offender simply needs to say, I am wrong. I am sorry. I made a mistake. 
without further explanation. No reasons why, no explanations. This is the person who has accepting responsibility as their apology language really is looking for the the responsibility and the ownership for making the mistake without any excuses. Number three is expressing regret. So this apology language zeroes in on emotional hurt. So it's an admission of guilt and shame for causing pain to another person. So this also does not make any excuses. They do not deflect blame. So person, a person with this apology language does not feel like it's a genuine expression of regret if they are making excuses or trying to, to deflect blame. But when they actually zero in on admitting their guilt and their so sorry and shame. Or they're just so sorry for causing the pain. That's really important. So taking ownership of their wrong is important in this apology language, expressing regret. Also with expressing regret, it's understood as a sincere commitment to repair and rebuild the relationship. These are very, very important. Okay, number four is making restitution. So making restitution requires justification and or explanation for the person's wrongdoing. Why did they do this thing? Why, what was their reasoning behind hurting this person, right? So the person who has this making restitution as their apology language wants a reason, an explanation, a justification for why you did what you did. So they also are looking for you to, they want to hear your, the reasons why. Why did you, you know, they also want to hear that you still love them, right? So the person who is the offender, who has this as their apology language, even though they've hurt you and they've offended you, it's really important that they hear that you still love them, that you're not going to pull your love away. You're not going to stop loving them because they hurt you. Okay. So that is really important. The other thing is you're looking for, um, in the apology language, making restitution, they're looking for assurance that the, their partner still cares about them and is attempting to assure you that they still love you by meeting your needs in ways most important to you. So there's a lot of, you know, when making restitution is somebody's apology language, they're looking for the offender to do things that, that are the act taking actions that let them know how sorry they are, that they're trying to make it up to them, that they really are sorry for hurting. So there's a, a sincere effort and action that's taking place for people who have making restitution as an apology language. Number five, request forgiveness. This is all about needing the offender to ask for forgiveness. And it also gives space to decide if they, if they actually forgive you. So if there's a offender, somebody who has offended you, there's in your apology language is requesting forgiveness. You are now looking for them to actually ask you for forgiveness, but also give you the space to decide if you forgive them. Okay, so it's meaningful 
to the person who has this apology language to have the offender actually ask for forgiveness. That they ask for re- forgiveness, they request forgiveness as versus demanding it. So requesting forgiveness allows the hurt person, the hurt partner to make the final decision. Whereas forcing the, you know, like, are you going to forgive me or you're not? You're either going to forgive me or, you're won't, or you won't. That's more of a demanding versus will you forgive me? And I know I may not deserve your forgiveness, but I really hope that you have it in your heart to forgive me, right? So there's something different in asking versus demanding forgiveness. So all of these apology languages are so important. And I bet, you know, many of us will be surprised when we take the quiz. So again, the quiz, you can actually go to the five lovelanguages.com. And you're going to go to profile and apology to actually take the quiz. And, you know, it's interesting because when I, I actually took the quiz for the first time, I thought that accepting responsibility would have been my top apology language, but it was actually expressing regret. So just any like really sincerely acknowledging the emotional hurt and that they don't make excuses or deflect the blame, but they take ownership for the wrong. But once the apology is made, the person who has expressing regret as their apology language is fine with a sorry and let's move on. Let's get back to our happy place. So expressing regret fits a lot better for me and my personality and um, who who I am. So, but I just thought, wow, you know, if we could truly understand each other's apology language and what that looks like and what that feels like to the person that we love, how much easier would communicating to them or just even apologizing to them in after you've offended them, how much easier would it be, right? Just like understanding each other's love language. How much easier is it to love someone when you know how they receive love? It's so much easier. So again, genuinely repent or genuinely repent, accepting responsibility, expressing regret, making restitution and requesting forgiveness. And I feel like the five love languages has gotten way more attention, right? It's been in the spotlight for so many more years. And I think it's time to also bring more light or shed more light on the apology language and and how important that is in the equation of your relationship. And so again, take the quiz and I would just encourage you to have the peace, people closest to you, your spouse, your children even, to take the quiz as well. So you can not only know what their apology languages are, but for them to know what yours are, because in the grand scheme of things, it's so important in any relationship that you have to understand the person's apology language so that they feel heard when offense takes place or they and they feel understood when offense takes place and they feel cared for when offense takes place. So we as women, as um, those of us who desire to be married and those of us who are married, isn't it so much Isn't it a better exchange when your spouse, your boyfriend, your best friend actually hears you, 
right? You feel heard when you're expressing something to them. And it's interesting because I know I've heard from a lot of guys, they're like, oh my goodness, my wife tells me the same thing over and over and over again. Like we'll be in a conversation or we'll have an argument or we will be in conflict. And she tells me what's wrong 15 times. Well, the reason is because she does not feel heard, right? The reason why we as women oftentimes repeat ourselves over and over and over again because we don't feel heard, we don't feel understood, and many times we don't feel cared for. So we feel like if we say it enough times, then maybe they'll get it, or maybe we will feel heard, or we will feel understood or cared for by saying it 15 times. But in reality, if you're the person that you are in relationship with understands your apology language or understands your love language, they're able to love you in a way that you feel loved, you feel heard, you feel understood, you feel cared for, because it doesn't have to be an apology language doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be a big blow up, right? Where you actually need that exchange or that safe place to feel heard and understood. But even when there's a misunderstanding, there may not be a big blow up around it. But when there's a misunderstanding that I think even understanding the, that person's apology language, you can create a safe place for them to feel heard and understood and cared for, right? Because you're not necessarily combating them. You, you know, they don't necessarily feel like they have to be right. They have to prove them, their, their opinion or they have to prove their stance, so to speak. But just understanding that, that this person needs to feel heard or that you need, they, they want you to request forgiveness or, make restitution or, you know, genuinely repent and take steps that are going to require change or that will bring about, bring about behavior change in the relationship or even accepting responsibility. That's a big, big one that I think kind of <laughs> spans across all five apology languages where you have somebody who accepts responsibility for their wrongdoing. They take ownership. They accept responsibility without excuses without deflecting blame that is a huge piece a huge action or a huge behavior in any relationship when somebody says they take responsibility and they even say I'm sorry I'm sorry is literally probably like the one of the biggest steps that you can make in in the I guess in the process of apologizing I'm sorry right? And then accepting responsibility, right? And then expressing regret or genuinely repenting or making restitution or requiring or asking for forgiveness, all of these different things, right? And so I encourage you to go to the five lovelanguages.com and go take the love language quiz. If you haven't take the apology language, there's one on anger. And I think that, you know, we'll get into that as well on a, on a different episode, but I really feel like it's so it's not only important, but it's really fun. It's fun to find out, oh, right, this is exactly how I receive love, or this is how I receive apologies, or this is what I need to feel heard or or understood. And as you get to really understand yourself, it's easier for you to be able to express yourself and also share with others what you need from them in order to feel emotionally connected, to feel like you're on the same page, that you're on one accord, or there's that you're experiencing oneness in your relationship and that you can give each other what it is that you need. It's a beautiful exchange when you know what to exchange, right? It's, um, 
can be complicated if you are trying to force your love or force the other person to love you in a way that you're not even really able to express to them what you need and how you need it. And so these are, um, Dr. Gary Chapman is really, he's great. He's right on point. He knows what he's talking about. So I just encourage you if you have not um, really just had an opportunity to get to know his work that you literally go take the quiz. It's a very quick quiz. You can have your kids take it, your teens, you know, your parents. I mean, literally, and it just makes for such better communication and expression with one another. So thank you so much for, for joining and being a part of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.